Hello and welcome to the movie podcast at TIFF. My name is Daniel and joining alongside me are my fellow disruptors, Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. Hello, hello, and hello. We are on the case today and we are here with our review of Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Of course, this is the sequel to Ryan Johnson's 2019 film, which Shabazz and I love very much. And Anthony, you have not seen yet, so this is going to be a very interesting review because I'm, I'm so happy we get to have very different perspectives coming into this film, right? Definitely. Uh, I do want to ask one question. If we were caught in a murder mystery, who would die first? You, you know what's funny? I, I knew you were going to ask that question because it's a similar question you kind of asked during our way back playback here commentary of Game Night. Who would die? It was kind of like, a you know, if there was a murder mystery party, what would, what would happen kind of thing. And I think right. we all kind of came to the conclusion that we're, we're at Daniel's death. It's my, Daniel, me dying? Daniel's dying. Daniel's dead. Okay. And we're all okay. trying to figure out who did it. Right. Right. right but right. we're all, when you say we're all trying to figure out, it's just you two. Yeah. And, and then it, you guys are going to be like, our plan worked. And he, we killed him. And the twist <laughs> is, we both just killed you. You both just killed me. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. that's There's, fair. There is no murder mystery. It's not a we mystery. It's just murder, no mystery. <laughs> it's just knives out. Daniel's dead. That's it. <laughs> that's true. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been having a great time at the Toronto International Film Festival. We have so many reviews out right now that you'll be able to check out on the movie podcast feed including our thoughts on the whale uh you'll also be able to hear our thoughts on bros weird the al yankovic story the fablemans raymond and ray and so many more we also have a great interview coming out your way on the 15th of september which is going to be this thursday um it's our roundtable interview with brendan frazier who is starring in the whale and he's having an incredible comeback he's having an incredible year right now um and his performance in the whale is absolutely amazing and i'm so happy that you know we had the chance to talk to him so look forward to that interview this week also shay we had another really great interview uh that we got to do today um and i'm gonna let you uh share the good news with the oh, audience we're, we're, we're telling everybody now i think we should tell them only because we're probably going to post that they're going to be on the show later this week so if you're listening to this review of knives out guess what there's a cool interview you'll be able to hear later this week oh boy okay if we're dropping it we're dropping it, then we might as well drop it. let's okay. do it so we have the stars of raymond and ray we have ewan mcgregor and ethan hawk on this show and Sophie Okuneto and Maribel Verdu. And of course, Daniel, you had the opportunity to speak with Rodrigo Garcia. Yeah, we did. Honestly, it's it's pretty surreal. I think, you know, when, whenever we get to do interviews, this is the second, or I guess it was the third time, Brendan Fraser being our second, you know, kind of in junket, person? in-person junket that right. we did. Um, it's always that, that like... Like oh we're doing this live right now we're we're in the moment we're we're doing these interviews we're having a great time with them, um, so I'm so excited to share this with the world and yeah we, you know we had Hayden Christensen on the show this year we had Deborah Chow on the show this year <laughs> and we had bloody freaking Obi Wan Kenobi on the show this year with you and McGregor that's pretty amazing I, Ethan Hawke is another one of our favorite actors oh one hundred and it, it, I feel like the the circle is almost complete you know like we. Are we missing anybody that that we haven't gotten a chance to from that Star Wars universe right now? I mean, there's definitely some more. We could have Natalie Portman on the show. Natalie Portman one day. But we have open Darth invite. Vader and we have Obi-Wan. So that's pretty damn good. That's pretty amazing. So you look forward to that later this week as well as our Brendan Fraser interview with writer Samuel D. Hunter from The Whale. But today is all about Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Of course, like we said at the top of the show, this is Ryan Johnson's sequel to the hit 
Knives Out film. And it's pretty amazing that this is a Netflix film. It's going to be releasing later this year on December 23rd. And this review will be completely spoiler free. So there'll be no spoilers. We are not giving anything away. The best thing about a murder mystery is the mystery. So stay tuned. Watch it. Don't share spoilers if you have seen it at TIFF because you want to go into this as fresh as you can. We're just talking about our, over, our overall thoughts today. We're not giving an official, you know, watch it or real gem or whatever it's going to be, whatever we love to give movies here. We want you to go in like with that, all the movies we've been doing at TIFF and just hear our thoughts, hear our reactions to them. This film stars Daniel Craig returning to the role of Benoit Blanc with that wonderful, wonderful, you know, southern accent that, that Kentucky. he does. That Kentucky accent that he does. Uh, joining the cast, the all-new cast this time around is Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein with Kate Hudson, and Dave Batista. And like I said, this is going to be releasing on Netflix in December. On December 23rd, you'll be able to watch it. Uh, we were lucky enough to watch it as part of the Toronto International Film Festival. We're slowly wrapping up our coverage of TIFF. We'll have a couple more reviews uh, you know, trickling on the feed throughout the rest of this week and into next week. So um, stay tuned for all of that because we watched so many incredible films and we'll be uh, you know, we'll be dropping them on the feed you know, as things get to become a slow, slow down so we have something to listen to. But Anthony, I'd love for you to jump in here. Give us your or synopsis for the film. In the follow-up to Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, Detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece to peel back the layers of a mystery involving a new cast of colorful suspects. So, that, and you know, that's what's interesting. You know, when when we heard there was going to be a sequel to Knives Out, it's uh, it was that thing of like, okay, how are you going to, you know, tell an all new story? And you know what you do? You take you know, the key figure, Benoit Blanc, put him in a whole new mystery. We're like an Agatha Christie novel now, and we're just doing something completely different. Shay, jump in. You are a huge fan of Knives Out like I am. Um, give us your first reactions to Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Look, you kind of set me up there with uh, a, I got lot you. Of, a lot of great points in the sense that, you know, we were kind of worried where would this kind of go. You you had a perfect film where you didn't need to kind of make a sequel. But the story of Benoit Blanc, or at least carrying Benoit Blanc through, is really what pushes us forward. And, and how do you do that? You just reinvent or refresh the genre is what i should say and and ryan ryan johnson does such an amazing amazing job of this he's able to focus on not so much who did the murder or what who like what killed somebody but it's almost about the motive it's always about the why and how do we get there and i think that's what makes these movies so different and so interesting is that you're you you find out relatively soon who did the murder, or at least kind of in an easy way, but it's kind of getting to the what and the where and the what and the who and the why. And I'm getting a little confused here. <laughs> you're, you're throwing a lot, throwing of, a, a lot of W's you're out there. a lot of questions A lot of W's. Right uh, <laughs> Kentucky accent now. But at, at the end of the day, this, this movie, basically, you can tell it has a bigger budget. It has a bigger cast. It has a bigger locale. And it just kind of takes that sequel formula and really amplifies it and luckily it doesn't suffer from sequelitis which i heard is a very bad disease it's there. it's it's a real it's a real thing that it's millions thing. of films you know suffer through and yeah. you know what what i will say about this film though is that 
unlike the first one, this one does for me take a little bit of time to kind of get started. It, it There's definitely a little bit of a slower pace in the beginning where I'm like, okay, where is this really going? Because the murder, I felt, didn't really happen until much later on, for me at least, where I would have wanted to see somebody die. Not that I like <laughs> to see people die, but do you know what I mean in the movie where I you're do know what watching you mean, it? For sure. So that kind of felt like it took a little too long for me, and it kind of kept me on the edge. And, you know... Ryan Johnson is, is one of the greatest directors. He's very smart. So I know that everything he's doing is intentional, but that doesn't mean that everything he's doing has to work. Yeah, you know, and I think this movie is incredibly intricate in what it's trying to pull off. There are so many layers to The Onion. I think that you wonderfully said yesterday, Shay, that there's so many layers to this film that you have to kind of peel through to really get to the center of what's going on. But it really isn't the destination. It's the journey to get there. And I think Janelle Monet is a standout. Uh, Daniel Craig in this film is phenomenal. But I think what the first film did so well is it had a great dynamic because this was a family where this one, this is a cast of characters who, you know, we won't say how they all know each other, but they are all brought together as, you know, as former you know, as former friends, we won't really kind of kind of get into their roles. But Anthony, jump on in here. What are your thoughts on Glass Onion? As someone who's never seen the first film, what was it like coming into this world? Well, the expectations were high because hearing you guys talk about it, or the, even the world talking about it, and being nominated for I think best original screenplay, there was a lot riding on my first interaction with this this franchise. And I haven't watched the first one. I don't know why. I own it. I just haven't gotten the chance to dive into it um i'm always down for a murder mystery and yeah i was really looking forward to watching this with you guys and just kind of like getting into it and understanding ryan johnson he's such a intricate director and he has this way of telling stories and he's really like really smart at, at his writing and i'm like okay so this is gonna be this is gonna be a shoe in for me i should like this and i came out of the theater going oh okay that that was it was there was certain things that i liked about it but it didn't blow me away i think i set the expectations too high and i kind of was a kind of was a little bit of a letdown for it. probably a big letdown for me i just thought there were a lot of things that i saw coming i really really enjoyed daniel craig's character benoit blanc i think his portrayal of this kentucky detective who who can solve anything in a matter of seconds and can tell this figure out the story really really quickly was probably my favorite part and i i look forward to seeing him in future roles as this character i think that's what ryan johnson wants to do he just wants to continue making these types of mysteries and i really enjoyed that but i just didn't enjoy the the characters that were were this this mysteries happening to i just didn't care for the story i try to really understand what they were all doing and maybe i gotta watch the first one to really kind of grasp how good that one is and then kind of watch this one again but i just i just felt like the story was really just okay like there was there was it wasn't captivating i wasn't like oh, there was no gasp but i think the audience really enjoyed it i you know sitting down in the tiff and i gotta tell you tiff this this tiff screening was full ramp oh, every yeah. seat and people are laughing, and I think there are a lot of funny moments. But for me personally, even though I didn't watch the first one, this one really didn't want, like, didn't get me to watch the, it. Didn't want to watch you. it, like, it didn't convince me to watch that first one. I get that, which I, I feel I'm still gonna do because I'm gonna respect that film. But I just, 
I thought there was going to be more. I thought I was mm-hmm. going to be blown away. I thought it was going to be this twist and it was going to be really shocking and how it was told on the screen and it was going to be cinematic and I just didn't get that. And I'm like, is this, this is maybe Netflix got too involved or I don't know. It, it, there was something about this film that I just thought it was just a little bit of a letdown for me. I get it. You know, and here's the thing. Um, as much as I love this movie and I love so much of this movie, I think the biggest thing for me that I wasn't in love with, um, even though they are very surf- serviceable in the film, um, is this stacked cast. Only because, what, like I said earlier in our review, what I love so much about the first Knives Out is that there's a family dynamic to it. Like Shay said, you, again, I guess light spoilers for the first Knives Out if you haven't seen it. We learned very early what happens in the movie. But it's that journey and it's the twists and turns that that story takes. Where with this film, it takes about almost half the film to get going and then it really switches gears. And I think it's the second half of this movie that where I fell in love with what it was doing. Absolutely. But that first half of this film is a lot of setup. It's a lot of characters who you don't have a connection with i think the first knives out was so brilliant in how it did an introduction because it starts with everyone in the family being interviewed by the detectives so right away you're getting to know their personalities and yeah this film does a very similar thing with getting to know who these personalities are but because it also you know it it doesn't in a way where it's not as connected as a family would be and again i don't want to give anything away but you'll know that this this group feels more estranged with one another and i and i missed and and not that i missed it i just think the family dynamic for a murder mystery worked really really well where this one it works really well but it's not until the second half of this film that you're just like i'm on board i get what's happening and then it's a crazy ride to the finish I, i think what i loved so much about the first one was like you mentioned these characters you know i i i can i can look back at it and go like chris evans for example stole the show from me in that movie Honor de Armas stole the show. Tony Tony Collette stole it from me. There's so many characters that I look back at in that film that were unique, that were interesting, and that kept me going. In this one, yeah, I mean, I I liked Catherine Hahn, I liked um, Dave Batista, Ed Norton. They were all great, but they never went beyond just kind of liking them. Like I didn't root for anybody. I didn't care enough about anybody. And when the ending of the movie happens, I was just kind of like. My opinion didn't change on them. Whereas throughout the first Knives Out, it was a roller coaster ride of emotions for me where I was like, oh my God, I love this character. I hate this character. I love this character. Oh my God, they're kind of sketchy. And this one, it was just purely, you you felt a little disconnected from them. And I know that that might be the point of the film because the characters feel disconnected. But as the audience member, if I'm trying to go along for the ride, if I'm trying to you know solve the case with you, it, it didn't it didn't connect with me as much as I wanted it to. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's totally fine. I think of to be honest with you, this felt more this felt more of a traditional murder mystery yes. for the first half. And then really in that second half is like, okay, now this is a Ryan Johnson murder mystery, right? So it, you know, it does take a lot of twists and turns and it does take a little while to show its cards, but I think ultimately for me and I and I it it did work for me and it did work. I think one of the the biggest things that, you know, as much as I love that Netflix gave Ryan Johnson the money to make this movie, I just wish that we'd be able to watch this with an audience because, yes. you know, the first Knives Out show, you and I actually watched, we didn't even watch it at TIFF. No. We watched it in Florida. Florida. We watched an early screening of it when we were on vacation 
vacation in Florida. Because mo- movies don't take vacations. No, movies don't take vacations. But no, we watch it with a Floridian audience, and it was such a fun experience. They had guns out, I believe. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> but someone did spill their, their, their they, soda on us, and I'm yeah. saying soda because we were in Florida. Yeah. Uh, I do remember that, and that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just wish that Netflix, or I hope that Netflix finds out a way to uh to release this in some screens because this is going to be such a fun one to watch with an audience just like what we said with weird um and so many of the streaming only movies that are tiff this year um you know these they're so great with an audience and i hope it finds a way to do that no question for you guys because i i don't know i haven't watched that first one benoit blanc is he predominantly the character that is focused on this on the first one is he like because i feel, I feel it's like, about the same is it because i i don't know it's, i felt like he wasn't as much as a character in this in this in this season, uh, season in this movie <laughs> um compared to what he might have been in the first one but I that's just I, me guessing but i'm just there's a lot of character development with these with these people i think he might have been a, a tad bit more in the first one um but it is mostly through Ana de Armas that we're kind of watching that first film uh and Benoit Blanc is that side character or that yeah. secondary character in that film as well but that is when you're also trying to figure out who benoit blanc is you have a lot of question marks up in the air you don't know if you can trust him yet in that one as well there's there's a lot of those questions that you kind of have to go through in a in, in a first film so that's what i think made that character so much interesting in that one and this one yes i did want more benoit blanc uh but i was also happy that we got a lot of janelle monet because she Man, she she's just so great. I just something about her just absolutely captivated me. Yeah, she is she's wonderful. She's a movie star and I just and I can't wait to see her in more films, but uh yeah, it's it's definitely something that like like to what you said Anthony. I I feel it's it's on par. Maybe he was because the first one was a bit shorter. Maybe his his scenes felt a little bit more impactful th- there where here he's kind of he's kind of going on the adventure and i think we see benoit blanc in this film a little bit more on the back foot than we normally would than we when we saw him in the first uh, knives out film but uh i'm really curious to see what the audience's reaction is going to be this because at tiff um this is getting unanimous praise and i think for myself and for shay it, it, it worked really well but again it takes some time to show its cards let's get to our final just kind of thoughts before we uh one before more we wrap question up, yeah one, please one more question sorry there's nothing uh, to apologize for sorry me. sorry guys one more question we're just wrapping um, up dude <laughs> <laughs> do you like this one more than the first one or are you um still the first knives out to be that pedigree of murder mystery that's a, a great question i think for myself for it to be truly fair i need to watch this one again just to get a vibe for it but there's something about the first knives out for me that's very much a comfort film it's the setting it's fall there's a there's a look there's a warmth to it um and I, again like i like we've been kind of saying throughout i really love the family dynamic where this one is a lot more of a summer film it takes place in greece there's a very very wide variety of characters that are in this and they're all very different um so i think as if i had to if, if you really made me you know if you took a knife to me and said choose right now i would say the first one but i'm excited to rewatch this one and see how it grows on me over time for all the same reasons uh, as daniel mentioned i would say the first one i also think the first one is a little bit more digestible in in the sense that it's it's easier to watch like you go along for the ride and you're just kind of having a great time this one it it can get a bit convoluted in the sense of how big the scale of it is and how long of a movie it is but it's not 
a drastic difference for me. Like I, I love the first one because again, it is a comfort film. It is, it's really fun to watch. Uh, but this one is just, it, it's just, just right below it. It's, it's not too far away. Did I answer your qu- question, Anthony? That's good. Yes, that's. Uh, thank you, guys. Okay, anyway, wonderful. I'm, I'll run off now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you uh, tell us how you really feel about this film, though. <laughs> no, no, don't, no, don't tell us. Uh, you know, we'll be we'll be back. You know, later this year, talking lots more about this film. But until then, as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday and pretty much every single day at this point. You know, we didn't say it at the top of the show, but we just celebrated a huge milestone today on the show. Not only did we interview you and McGregor and Ethan Hawke but we made our television debut today you know we were guests on ET Canada's after uh, their after show for the Rings of Power which is a show that you may know that we love very much so to be on it and to be guests on it the three of us uh, was a, an amazing thing and it'll be something that we'll be talking about in a future episode of the show uh, so stay tuned for all of that but guys if you had to sum up the experience today of ET Canada in one word how would you do it I'm going to start with the man of many words Anthony in one word? Damn one man. word. Uh, it felt good. I know it's three words. <laughs> That's a lot of words, man. Damn, let's get him a good. We got good. Uh, Shabazz, how about yourself? One word. Unforgettable. This was a this was a core memory. Yeah. Monumental. This would be the one that I would use. It's uh, core memory is a great one too. It's it was a uh, an amazing experience, and of course, we'll have the link to that live show um, in the show notes below. So if you want to check us out on live TV, you could do so there. Uh, thank you so much again for listening to our review of Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Uh, like I said, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterbox at the Movie Podcast, uh, and you'll be able to check out all of our show notes. Join our Discord right into the show. We have lots going on with Tiff, and lots more happening next week. So stay tuned. That was this time with the Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next.